0: with another episode of Reality After Bedtime. I'm Marquise. And I'm Tori. And we're going to talk about another thrilling episode of The Big D.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if you are being honest when you say thrilling. <laughs> is that sarcastic? or No, there was a lot
0: to happened in an episode. I mean, it was uh, it was just, you know, this freaking show. It's just so choppy.
1: It is. Any production needs some help. Yeah.
0: Anyway, before we get to that, we're going to get into... A bedtime story for you. Still, I guess not too much about the kids on this one. Some days they just go all out. And some days are like, well, I guess I'll talk about myself, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So last time we talked about the big D, I think it was saying that I was going to go in for a vasectomy. So did all this preparation and went to the appointment the other day and I (laughs) Get, well, I got an estimate from them like the night before, and then it might have been like er, like late morning, early afternoon, I guess, and it was for like nine hundred something dollars, and I was like, okay, whatever. And for some reason, insurance wasn't taking care of it, which was weird to me, also. But I was like, I mean, it's a medical thing. I'll just like make pay payments. on it, yeah, like I've done in the past, and so no big deal so then I get there we load up all the children and Tori drops me off and is just gonna wait outside you know and she's driving and whatnot because of all this going on I get in there and they're like oh yeah let's see what we got going on for your procedures today and it says here you owe like 981 dollars how do you want to take care of that today and I was like I didn't plan on taking care of it today. <laughs> like, Not going none of to. that was communicated. So what are we doing here? And there, and the girl was just her, her whole story was just like, oh well, we just take payment up front for this. And I was like, well, there was no communication at all that I would need to pay nine hundred eighty-one dollars or however much it was. It was close to thousand dollars. Something like that. Yeah, like out of pocket up front for this procedure. And I was like, I've just never had to do that. No, never. Especially, I mean, I've never had to do it, like, with insurance and stuff. And I realized, like, insurance wasn't taking care of it. But it was still, like, she even at the end was like, oh, you can reschedule and you can set up a payment plan at that point. And it was just weird because I was like, I couldn't just set up a payment plan today. Correct. Yeah. And so, like, and then they had just sent the estimate the day before. So I just... Everything
1: about it was confusing, like why insurance wasn't covering any of it, which I don't like that's not right. So something was wrong there. And then them saying you have to pay now. Like I have never I've had two babies and you've had a lot of other medical things going on and never is it you have to pay right now before you can receive. And and I think part of it, maybe it's elective. Yeah, but still, like I've done like elective things. Like, women sell things and still they bill you. They don't make you pay in the moment. So,
0: Yeah, just to me, like, there was a lack of communication. And I think they realized that because they were just willing to basically let me walk out. And they were were very clear that, like, if I missed my appointment or had to reschedule at the beginning, they were like, oh, yeah, if you have to reschedule it all, it's, like, this much to do it. And so they communicated all of that. But then I guess they realized like, oh, this wasn't communicated and not, and, you know, a thousand dollars is a lot to just pay out of pocket, especially mm-hmm. with a day's notice. So to me, it just seemed like a fumble on their part. And
1: well, they had called too while you were working and you tried to go back and they didn't like you couldn't get a hold of them. So that was the other thing. Like, yeah.
0: So, yeah. So vasectomy is postponed at the moment gonna and have to
1: find a different doctor probably and yeah
0: just get another opinion and see what the heck is going on with insurance and stuff as well i'm like because it's weird that they didn't take care of any of it either so i don't especially even know if it went when, through correctly
1: yeah because when i look it up like you can you know you can go on the internet and like look it up and see how much your insurance is going to cover it says 40 dollars. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> no, I don't, i'm like I don't this can't be right that. and Something i just had or. a baby and paid like nothing so yeah. i'm like something's wrong here <laughs> There's a reason we pay for our insurance, so Right. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Just gonna wait till after vacation and moving and all that and hopefully get it taken care of sooner rather than later because we don't want any more children. So Nope. (laughs) This is this is negative. So yeah, and I mean it's just one of those things that's annoying, I think, more than anything, because it should have been 15 minute thing and if they would have just said oh yeah we can just bill you and you can pay for it and that would have been another thing but which it is was what just we had planned stressful and like, disappointing and yeah. like it feel like it was just from left field in a lot of ways so that's an update there on that um, yeah, if you had a similar really... <laughs> experience let me know or if you know what to freaking do in this or if it's normal please let me know because that way I can just feel better about my life and, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it really upset you. Yeah. I mean, it was annoying to me, too, because we got the kids in the car and drove yeah. 35 minutes. And, you know, when traffic's awful and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just like for me, I was like preparing myself for it as well. And because it's uh, you know, they're even if it's a very small incision, still making an incision in my balls. So. Um, <laughs> so it's just like. It's true. Very. A lot happening in my nether realm and so i'd like prepare myself brought my airpods like i was just ready to just get it over with and like do the recovery and all the things and just didn't get to do any of that so
1: yeah we had like planned our weekend around it and you know planned for a lazy weekend and all that kind of stuff and then it was canceled well
0: yeah i guess (laughs) Yeah. yeah so it's still gonna happen it's just correct when we'll see, and hopefully, it's just a better experience. I'm just gonna go to a different doctor just because, like, they just seemed awful. So, anyway, so that's that's my thing for this episode, and I'll keep you updated. Everyone is on, just of my on, vasectomy. The, on the edge of their seats about your vasectomy, uh, yeah,
1: for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, I'm just you know ready to get over with, anyway. On to the big D. So, <laughs> So we're back with our divorced friends here on the island in Costa Rica. There, Yeah, they're in Costa Rica. And so we find ourselves at the morning after the elimination. Everybody's working out. Jillian's gone. David feels like he's at a place to move forward. So he says he's very attracted to Ariel with her pink hair and smoking hot body, (laughs) but doesn't want to put all his eggs in a basket. So. He also says he's interested in Angelique. He thinks she's also beautiful and wants to see what kind of person she is. So, David, he's just playing the field. He's like, I got people interested in me. And I feel like... I am confused got, by
1: this. Like, yeah, he's just why is he all the these, hot like, commodity? Yeah. So
0: like, people are like, David is so interesting. And like, I mean... He like, what are we not have, seeing, I wonder? He does seem to have a decent personality. I'll give him yeah. that. But...
1: And I wonder if just everyone else is so dry, which, I mean, maybe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just feel like it's interesting to me that he's getting, like, all I mean, of the prospects, so it like, seems like, than like, Blair. Yeah, that's or, what I was going to say.
1: Like, I don't think David is, like, not good looking or anything, but he's just, you know, like a normal guy. Yeah. And for all these women to be like, oh, David, I'm like, he must be funny.
0: Yeah. Well, I think part of it, too, is when someone's ex is still there, it's almost like they're off limits in a way. Yeah, Um, it's more
1: awkward to pursue them.
0: Yeah, especially like if their ex is like the exes who have gone have been. I mean, even with like Brooks it was this way with Casey, Jillian, well, very much so was with David. Who else's ex left?
1: Well, Mims and Allie both left, but they both left. Yeah.
0: So mainly these two. Like when their exes were around, like they were hesitant to do anything, but then also people were hesitant to, hesitant to even approach them. Mm-hmm. And so obviously Casey, she's just going willy nilly all over the place, and now David probably feels that way. But also the people who were interested in some way feel like they can actually step out and pursue him now too. So yeah, so maybe we'll see that with Blair if Ariel leaves at some point. Or another and stuff as well. So, so anyway, back to this where we jumped to the kitchen. Angelique is asking David how many siblings he has. They're just making small talk apparently. He says he's one of seven and he apparently has a tattoo, but it's siblings on his mom's side. I don't really understand that at all.
1: Maybe it's a blended family.
0: Maybe. He didn't like really he has siblings
1: on his mom's side and they also have siblings on his dad's side.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought maybe that was it, but he just said on his mom's side. But that just, like, you don't normally, uh, like, refer to it that way, I guess. If I was going to say, like, on my mom's side, that would be talking, like, my mom's family or, like.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. But I think that's what he was referring to. I don't know how how else he would say it. Like, if you had siblings. You just say, like, half
0: siblings. Yeah, like,
1: if you had siblings, like.
0: Because I have, like, my brothers are my half siblings, but I don't say, like. They're on my mom's side.
1: No, but it'd be like if your dad also had other children. That's, I think, what it is.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I haven't had that situation.
1: No, and that's not what our situation looks like either.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, but
1: I'm assuming that's what it is, though. Where his dad also has. Yeah, he just he has younger siblings on his dad, or older. Could be older too. It's
0: not like he was gonna maybe get more tattoos as well of like other siblings, but Mm -hmm. he's one of seven. Um, kids and Dean is seeing that David is going after Angelique and is surprised that she's connected with him and he says something interesting here he says I know what you're working with and can't wait till you find out and
1: yeah I don't I was like, is he talking about David or is he talking about Angelique?
0: Yeah, it seemed like he was talking about Angelique. I wrote it down, and I just like because he was talking about like he went on a date with her and stuff, yeah. but he doesn't really like delve too far into. Is she it.
1: like not a good kisser? <laughs> <laughs> like, what yeah. does this mean? It just,
0: I mean, it's it feels like he's alluding to like she's a little crazy. Yeah, or, he's like, insinuating something messy or but something. What is it like? Yeah.
1: He went on a date with her it's not like he's dated her for six months and so he's like yeah i, I know what you're working with yeah. and i got this you know insider knowledge that's not yeah true um,
0: so yeah and i mean they were she was feeding him grapes so that's like i feel like this is another production fall in a way of like not really maybe i feel like they're trying to do this like oh we're just not going to show you a whole lot but i feel like they're only showing us bits and pieces of things. And then we get things like this. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Based on like, the com- what,
1: it, what they needed to do was like what we see on summer house, Martha's vineyard, where they say something like that. And the producers are like, can you tell me more about that? <laughs> and right, we're like, "Yeah, What are you talking about? Or even
0: show like show a flashback of something. Yeah. You something. Know? But yeah, it is some
1: producing, please. It felt
0: super weird <laughs> for him to say that. And it was like, well, what are you talking like? Give me more (laughs) to this. So, they don't. and We
1: just have to wait with David to find out, I think.
0: Yeah. And so, Angelique, she's wanting to play the field. She thinks David is kind and fun. Um,
1: I don't know what she means by play the field because it's very clear by this episode that she's interested in David and David only at the moment.
0: Yeah. Well, it just seems like something happened with her and Dean or didn't happen to them going from being on this date being pretty romantic with each other and having fun and laughing because they were laughing on the horses and stuff Mm -hmm. and she was feeding them grapes and you know they were pretty much in the bedroom and something happened to where like they just filled it out so
1: I mean I think Jillian left I think that's what happened and then she was was probably initially interested in David and then Jillian left so then now she can pursue that openly yeah
0: Yeah, I just kind of wish we would have gotten more of Even if it was like, oh, this isn't going to work out. It just seems like there was like conversations that happened between them that we didn't get. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, so we'll see. But then we see Blair and Thackeray. They're talking in the pool. And Thackeray assumes another guy is coming to the house. But it looks like a woman. Yeah. Two seconds later. As soon as he says that, another blonde shows up. And her name is Joe, short for Jordan, which we find out after this. But she introduces herself as Joe. She's tall and blonde, thirty-three year old, uh, thirty-three years old, and been divorced for nine months. She's from Atlanta, and she met her husband at Panama City Beach while he was finishing flight school, and he was in, or is in, the Black Hawks for the Army, and she found out that he was going to be stationed in Egypt. And so lots of distance between them. And with this, they both cheated on each other. So,
1: so this happened, they were married and then he went to Egypt? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, like while he was in Egypt, they were cheating on each other.
1: Got it. Yeah. I took it, I misheard it. I took it as they felt the pressure to get married because they were in the military and then he was going to Egypt. So they felt like rushed, but I could have just put those two things together. Yeah. Because they felt because she did say that they felt pressure to get married with him being in the military.
0: Yeah. And, and that part's true. I just thought that they like it seemed like he was going to be stationed in Egypt. There's gonna be a lot of distance between them. And then she goes into like there was infidelity on both of their parts. Well
1: that's my question. Was he stationed in Egypt? Was he deployed to Egypt? Because if he's just like stationed there, like are there aren't there certain places where a family can go?
0: Yeah, but she didn't dive too much into it.
1: No, I'm assuming she didn't go, and that's why. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dean thinks that Joe is spunky, and this is the first time I've seen him, like, actively interested in someone first. Mm -hmm. Like, normally, they come in, they're talking to him, and, or even when he came in, like, people kind of gravitated towards him, and he was the center of attention, but he seems to be very much like Joe's who I want to pursue. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. To me then we jump to that evening. Thackeray is cooking dinner in the kitchen. Casey walks in and he gives her a bear hug and picks her up.
1: This was so weird. I, I put, was like what did we when miss did this happen? what did we miss this
0: connection is so <laughs> sudden to me like
1: but I, but I don't think it's a connection. I think they're like friends
0: it's I'm calling it a connection
1: well, I mean it seems like more than a connection at this moment because he like picks her up and they're like. It was, like, very bachelor, bachelorette of them. Yeah. Like, the run and jump and hug and...
0: It just... I wrote this for the end, but I don't understand this, like, redemption arc that that Thackeray's getting. Like... I don't know. It just seems like there's more to the story that we're not getting, like, shifting from... Like, we're on the fourth episode. I mean, he was still an asshole uh, an episode ago. So, Mm -hmm. to me... It's weird that he's almost becoming, like, this good, funny, let's have a great time guy and stuff. And then, like, we, we see her for a little bit, but we barely see Dee Dee in this episode. Yeah. Which was weird to me. So, but then he's getting, like, all the camera time and good camera time at that. So, anyway, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So, like, yeah. So, he comes in, pick. well, Casey comes in, he picks her up. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing. Blair is talking to Devin and asks what he thinks of Ariel. Devin doesn't think Ariel is over him still. And he tells Blair that he doesn't need... That Blair doesn't need approval to do his thing, essentially. Mm -hmm. So then Blair wants to sit down and talk to Ariel. And I think he's finally at a place to, like, actually get some closure on this thing. Because I... And this was... In a way, like what I was thinking and probably what Ariel voiced a little bit was that he wants closure, but has just been so focused on being stone cold to her in a way that he wanted to almost play like this tough guy role Mm -hmm. for things. So then they sit down and he said he's had time to reflect. And Blair says he's confused because sometimes she's upset and he doesn't doesn't know why, which whatever. She says she's sad because he's missed she misses the relationship they that they had. Mm-hmm. And they both just start bawling. And they're finally having a real conversation. Like I think this was actually a good conversation. Probably yeah. like one of the better ones I've seen. I think Devin and Alexis have good ones too. But he says he feels bad about making her making her feel bad and making her move away. And he wanted to be there with her and all of that. And it looks like they finally says some things that made a difference for Ariel to be able to move on and for Blair to stop being an ass. And then Decker randomly walks over <laughs> I guess to talk and they joke about him being bad at reading the room essentially and then he jumps off a ledge or
1: something. That so, was so random where he like comes over and then he just walks off the ledge.
0: Yeah. And I put, when did he become playful? So this whole episode I'm just like
1: I think he's drunk again.
0: I don't know. I mean like.
1: Maybe not but it just seems like he he likes to
0: Yeah. It's just indulge. weird to me that he was getting like this, almost like this villain arc.
1: Maybe they felt bad because and they were then, only showing, well, maybe they were only showing that side of him and both sides have always been there. And now they're trying to like, oh, maybe we'll insert a little bit of this.
0: Yeah. I just think it's a bad production. Well, yeah. Again. But, and, you know, I'm just going to crap on production. I'm sorry, production. Until they get it together. <laughs>
1: but, but like, it's not great
0: just watching a lot of reality tv shows especially shows like this like i think yeah. you just have to stick with the, with something you know and like not to say that you can't show both sides of them because you want you almost want your audience to have like compassion for the villain at certain times especially when they're supposed to be working through emotions and all those things but i think to make like a total flip this episode and almost make him look like a great guy to me is masking like Still masking the problems that he has mm-hmm. and the fact that he's not resolved anything with Dee So, yeah. anyways,
1: back to yeah. uh, Blair and Ariel when she was talking about how she's not mad, but she has like the sadness of missing the relationship. To me, it sounded like she's grieving the relationship.
0: Yeah. And I think that's been the case with her. Like every conversation they've had, she's been very like, she's trying to process it with Mm -hmm. him because I think that she probably already went through kind of where he is with the whole thing with like moving away and trying to just either brush it off or not think about it or be angry about it or whatever. And she just wanted to like take this time to actually get to the bottom of things, especially because of what happened. Like he was the one who cheated and like treated her badly at the end so i don't think she's wrong to want to even if it's their friendship get that back to a good place yeah um and stuff because of how things ended and all that so
1: yeah he's he's the one that stepped out on the relationship so it could be that he was more emotionally prepared to end the relationship and she was not. And so she has needed more time, which everyone is entitled to the length of time it takes to get over a relationship. So I think he's been expecting her to move at the same rate as him, which is just not going to happen. But I think she also deserved these conversations. And when the divorce was happening, he was not open to, discussing anything with her yeah, even if it wasn't about getting back together right
0: yeah so I'm glad they had the conversation it mm-hmm. looked like it was healthy for both of them and kind of the point of the show is for them to be doing these types of things anyway and not just yeah being there to hook up or hang out with other people even though you know the point of the show is a little muddy at this point but <laughs> we jumped to later that evening at dinner And Dean and Joe are connecting and saying shots are their love language. So they go sit down by the pool. Dean tells her that he ended his last relationship after her asking, like, kind of how it ended and stuff. He said his ex-wife didn't understand him. She wanted to start a family, and he wanted a few years to kind of figure each other out. So they grew resentful toward each other. And Dean and Joe look pretty comfortable with each other so far even in the confessional they're having a great time drinking shots taking shots and stuff so so one thing about this was I think that they actually had one thing I haven't really seen a lot with Dean is like him have actual conversations with people and I think Joe kind of brought that out with him and it was past just like the physical or sexual or like oh let's just funny I think he masked his yeah, yeah
1: his like true personality by just trying to be the funny guy
0: Right. So that was different there. So then we get Alexis and Devin arguing about eggs. So it seemed really petty of Devin. Oh, my gosh. And In
1: front of everyone, too. Yeah, I was just like, like, oh, it's
0: uncomfortable. I mean, pretty demeaning like towards her and stuff as well, like about just the smallest things, about things she was doing, about how she was making the eggs and what she was doing, cooking and all this. So she says that one of the biggest reasons for their divorce is his bad temper, which I don't think we've seen a ton of until this moment. Like, yeah, he got pretty condescending toward her and was like cussing her out and all kinds of stuff, like, like you said, in front of everybody. And it just, to me, it seemed like an interesting time or even reason to be upset about something. So... Not really sure what that was all about. Yeah. I feel like there was probably something else there.
1: Yeah, something under the surface.
0: But either way, he shouldn't have treated her like that, especially in front of everybody else. So, well, in front of everybody else or not, shouldn't have treated her like that. Correct. Ariel and David are talking, and she's voicing that she wants to make connections now and all this, and David is basically telling her that he just wants to get to know her, and he says that, He feels like he needed this energy a lot sooner from her. So.
1: I think he's just moved on to Angelique. And he's just not as interested in Ariel anymore.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. But it's just like he's not really being forward with her either. No. With Ariel about it. But I think. He wants
1: to keep all of his options open.
0: Yeah. He has voiced that part of it. At least to us. I don't know how much he's done with her. But Mm -hmm. he seems to be. Pulling more towards Angelique at Mm -hmm. this point. And Ariel has been focused on getting the closure with Blair. But probably to the other guys, it looks like she's just been focused on Blair. So there's that. We go to the next morning. Casey and Thackeray, we get them in the kitchen again. And she goes to grab a water from the mini fridge. And he's like, yeah, you get that water. And so...
1: He's, like, flirting with her yeah, about the water and, like, how she was bending over yeah. to get the water. This is what I'm saying.
0: Connection. Uh, like, random connection that I still, came out I, of nowhere.
1: I don't think it's, like, a real connection. I think it's, like, a friendly, like, they're trying to show that he's kind of, like, a jokester.
0: I guess. <laughs> I think that, like, he, she consoled him after the whole thing with Dee Dee. Whenever that yeah, was, yeah. There's definitely, a, there's
1: definitely like a friendship there that's building,
0: and so, but he's just like taking it somewhere else. So, so we get that, and then we jump to JoJo Jordan and Doctor Jada for another stupid exercise. <laughs>
1: exercise, <laughs> yeah.
0: But to give them credit, I think this one actually was better, and it actually made sense. So, the girls the rules are the girls are going to reach out via text message with fake accounts to see if they can get enough interest from the guys to get chosen for a date. And it sounds like they're trying to make sure it's not only about physical attraction. So like having, just having conversation with someone and seeing where that goes. And I put this one at least sounds like it can be fun for the group and has actual Mm -hmm. purpose to it and real-world implications to it as well. Yeah, and I agree. Like, this is a lot of what dating is now anyway, is, like, connecting with people on an app, or even if you do start dating someone, you're texting them a lot or yeah. whatever. So so I think this was a decent idea. And so they get one hour to do this, so then they kind of split it up. Girls and the guys are, like, hanging out together together, Convenient over the text messages they're getting from the girls. The girls know who they're talking to. And Ariel is texting David and wants to have a connection with him. And (laughs) I felt her pain in this, just with, like, this is so much of what online dating is. It's like, what is my favorite movie? What is my favorite color right now? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like, all of that. And it's like, just trying to even think about, like, what your answer is. Along with what the right answer is and all that, so.
1: Yeah, we we didn't online date. Like, we met in person. Right. But we still texted a lot and, yep. like, had those kind of conversations when yep. we first started. Yep. So, I feel mm-hmm. like that's just, like, normal dating and mm-hmm. conversations and stuff. But, yeah, she was like, what's my favorite movie?
0: <laughs> I um, don't even
1: know what my favorite movie is. <laughs> just agree. say something. Just say something. It's okay if you don't only have one favorite movie. Pick something.
0: Yeah, anything. Zachary is liking Bonnie looking for Clyde.
1: (laughs) They must have all had code names, (laughs) so they didn't say them all. And I was like, this one's funny.
0: Yeah, which is obviously Casey. Mm -hmm. And she's asking what his favorite sex position is. So I put, I'm wondering if Casey feels like this, if things fizzled with Dean. So Thackeray is her next best bet for a hookup. I just had so many questions yeah. around like
1: Well I think that they're the whole thing. Yeah, she's attracted to his humor. And maybe it's because that's coming out a little bit and mm-hmm. it before it was just him being angry about Dee Dee.
0: Yeah. And we just we don't see I guess one thing with the show is we don't see a lot of like conversations about the like between like the girls about the different guys. Or even vice versa. I feel like maybe a little bit more from the guys, but I feel like I see more in Summer House about them discussing relationships yeah. in the house than I do on the freaking well, relationship show.
1: Correct. They did have the one where Casey and Allie were talking two episodes yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, but that's and like she was a saying that, that she's in not time.
1: interested, and then that led right. to like the elimination. But so that's probably why, like, unless it's important to the storyline of the episode, it's not being shown, even though. As the viewer, it would be nice to see.
0: Yeah, just like we we had Casey twerking on Dean two episodes ago and now she's all over Thackeray. So it's just like like I get relationship shift on shows like this, but there's just like no conversation about it.
1: Yeah, it just Yeah.
0: Even or instant. even like if there is conversation, there's the like random comment Dean made about Angelique at the beginning of the episode that we still don't have anything about at no. this point. So so I just need something more. From production. Get it together. So, Casey thinks Zachary's funny. And then Angelique is also texting David and really wants a date with him. So, see where that goes.
1: Dee Dee is too.
0: Oh, yeah. Dee Dee is also texting David.
1: Right? <laughs> like, what happened to Blair? Yeah. Poor guy.
0: Joe was texting really, Blair. But... <laughs> Joe was texting Blair. So, he at least oh, okay. got one person. Okay. Um,
1: well, Joe was also texting Dean, I'm sure.
0: Oh, probably. They just didn't show it. No. Dean was obviously texting, but... Then they announced the winners. They monitored who the guys enjoyed the most. Yeah. Whatever that means. Like,
1: what does that even mean? They took (laughs) a survey? I guess this
0: is like counted text messages. I don't know.
1: I think they took a survey of some sort.
0: Yeah. The winners were David and Thackeray. And I wrote down the pronunciation of his name is Takor. Takor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna keep calling him Thackeray. I
1: know. I'm I figured st- you were. I mean, I'm just gonna call him Tacor, no. but you can call him Thackeray because that's his nickname.
0: <laughs> that's who he is.
1: Not a nickname that he even knows about. That's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery dater identity will not be revealed until they show up for the date. So
1: also I don't understand this is back to his name thing. How in the world it's Tacore when there's a th at the beginning.
0: Yeah, it's probably like Like, whatever his background is.
1: I don't... Yeah, I don't know if he said...
0: I don't know, like, where he's from, or, like, his family.
1: True. And all of that. But still, like, it's just not... Phonetically doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Well...
1: It should be T-A-K-O-R to be Takor.
0: Yeah, but I think you're thinking about it more in, like, the English language, and I don't think it's... Oh, for sure. ...an English name. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna look it up. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, so we're not going to find out who they decided on until the date. And we we found out men have power at the elimination because Joe showed up, obviously. So not really a rhyme or reason to eliminations at this point. I guess they just have, they just know, like, who's coming to the house. So they're probably just basing it on all of that. But we jump to the evening, It's dinner time. Angelique says, with Jillian gone... Everyone is interested in David. And I agree with that. We talked about it earlier. Don't really understand it. But she confirms that. Okay,
1: I found something. Okay. That's an Indian name or, well, it's a Hindu name, meaning deity, god, or lord. There you go. Yeah, it says it's Hindu. So interesting.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Takor is Hindu. And back to Angelique. She confirms that she wasn't fooling anyone. And the girls felt that she was talking about Jillian. Jillian wasn't fooling anyone. Mm -hmm. And the girls felt that she was basically smothering David. So now that he's free, they are free to pursue.
1: As they all are. Yeah. Except for Casey.
0: Yeah. She sits down with David to have chat and asks, what's your dream? and It's what do you say? Oh, he just wants to have a home, essentially, and and someone to like live life with is what it sounds like. And then she also asked if he's dated anyone since their since him and Jillian's separation. And he said that dating made him miss Jillian even more. So
1: yeah, he said he didn't take he didn't take the time he needed to heal before he started dating.
0: Yeah, yeah, it seemed like he kind of just jumped into it, even just with the things Jillian was saying mm-hmm. and stuff too. So it seemed but it seemed like he like was kind of checked out before their marriage ended. I guess they both kind of were. Mm-hmm. And so so well, then and he kind of they probably sep- went the more like I'm just going to dive into my singleness, and well, like the dating world again and stuff. Yeah.
1: And they separated during COVID, so that was a lonely time anyways. So I'm sure he was Just trying to seek out some type of companionship during all that. Yeah.
0: But then, uh, yeah, David says he's really liking Angelique. And I felt like they had a good conversation. I felt like it was very, like, first Mm date-ish. And I think that him and Ariel had good conversation, too. But she got to see the more, like, fun side of him. And I don't feel like we really saw him doing that with Angelique. As much like with the, like they were just kind of, it felt more like they had a better connection. Like they could be friends as well as like romantic partners. And with Angelique, it's more like you're beautiful and I want to impress you kind of deal is kind of the vibe I got from him on this. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see where he goes with all this new interest that he's getting in the house with everyone. He's
1: going to get a big head.
0: Yeah. And I feel like he's already kind of getting there. So. Mm -hmm. She asked for a hug at the end of the date. So already getting physical. This is the first time I've seen anybody like actually touch um at all. So even if it was just a hug. So then Angelique goes and sits down with Casey, Dean, and Ariel. They ask how the conversation with David went. And Ariel says, <laughs> this is funny to me. Ariel says she really just needs to go on a date with him and just really wants to connect with him. Angelique's just like, oh, that's great. We're really connecting. <laughs> so, yeah, Angelique does not of, care yeah.
1: about Ariel's feelings.
0: Yeah, a little bit of uh, fire going on there, mm-hmm. and Ariel is super frazzled by this because she's probably seeing her chances in the house kind of slip through her fingers because yep. David was her chance to stick around and the only person I feel like she's been connecting with in a lot of ways as well. But besides all the stuff going on with Blair, so yeah,
1: and she. Feels like she's ready to connect now. Yeah. And now the person she was connecting with is connecting with someone else. So, yeah.
0: Because she took the long.
1: Yeah. Too little, too late.
0: Yep. Angelique goes into the kitchen after this, and David tells her that he's going to go hang out in the bedroom and she's welcome to join. So, <laughs> <laughs> this I was like, is this going to be the first hookup of the show? Because this is there. I don't know. <laughs> and David basically just said, let's go get naked Well, didn't together. she
1: say, are you trying to get in my pants?
0: Probably. Yeah. Oh, she says no. She said uh, she has to be at a condom.
1: Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, and I she's think like do you have both. your
0: condom? Do you have your condom with you? Oh my so, gosh. Ariel's over there, and so we kind of jump back and forth between David and Angelique, and then Ariel and everybody's still sitting and talking and sitting Ariel's, at the
1: pool watching David's yeah, just, room.
0: <laughs> so awkward. And yeah, just Ariel's in trying to talk about girl code. While they're this walking is not into a his thing. room. It's not a
1: thing on this show. Yeah. Angelina There's just no showed girl up. Code. She do not care about no freaking girl code. No. Y'all
0: are best friends. Right? So like, she is single and ready to. That's just
1: not a thing on this show. The whole point yeah. is for you to date each other. Right. How can there be girl code? Like, yeah. come on, Ariel.
0: Yeah. And she doesn't know you no matter no. what. No. <laughs> so you're not
1: besties since kindergarten. <laughs> and like, oh, you can't date the person I'm interested in. Yeah, no. She's
0: just extremely jealous and very upset. And so. Everyone's just sitting there watching him through the curtains as they're, like, hanging out on his bed, like, getting closer together. Casey thinks they're moving too fast, which I thought was interesting. The light goes off, and the curtains get closed. And I thought for sure we were going to have, like, a love after lockup moment or something. And then they were just about to get on in the bed. Uh, but
1: or Summer House, Martha's Vineyard as well. <laughs> just, like, you know, the camera know. in the corner. <laughs>
0: yeah. We didn't get anything. Nope. They just cuddled in bed, and then they wanted the covers and then we kind of cut away from it. So, But they're already getting this close Then it's bound to happen pretty quickly. So the next morning, Dr. Jada shows up out of the blue mm-hmm. and we found out that they apparently set up sessions. With her. Right? <laughs> so it's Something like
1: that we were like... Four ever, episodes in yeah. and we just
0: found out y'all can have therapy.
1: Well, we so. were asking about that. Like, is she actually providing therapy? That was in like the first episode. So, yeah, uh, yeah the she shows. is. So
0: freaking <laughs> random. I was like, they just make up stuff as they go along.
1: I think so. They didn't really know the format yet. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Maybe the next season will be better if it even makes it to that.
0: We'll see if it gets there because this is, I mean... I have heard nothing about it, so... Rough editing Yeah, at this point. And, yeah, you would at least know something. And I need to check, like, viewership and stuff on it because I just... I can't imagine this getting a lot of viewers at the moment. The
1: premise, like, made a lot of, like... Made a lot of sense or like was interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So and that's why we're covering it. Correct. I just think like, you know, you have to like Milf Manor was probably edited better than this. So (laughs) no, Milf
1: Manor, whoever (laughs) produced it and came up with the activities (laughs) that were on Milf Manor, disgusting.
0: Yeah, but like as a boy mom, never would I ever. It's gonna have people like interested in the show because yeah, but they had them like freaking wall.
1: It, they had to say which one was their son by like feeling their chest and abs. And I was like, ew. Yeah. Why? Well, I'm
0: sure it only got crazier. We only watched. Yeah, we like, only watched like the first the episode. First episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just, it was too freaking weird.
1: I, I could not. I cringed the entire time. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, David, David, Devin wants a session because of his disagreement with Alexis. Mm-hmm. So. He sits down and Dr. Jada says to start with what's bothering bothering him. And he tells her that his temper is like a big issue for him. So she tells him that he needs to start being able to identify his feelings underneath the anger he feels. I felt it was good advice. Like, even from the little bit that we saw, I resonated with it. Like, I used to have a lot of anger when I was a kid. And especially coming out of high school, And like in the college age and stuff, it took me going through a lot of therapy and learning to put like feeling words to things and actually understanding my emotions and realizing like, okay, I don't just have to be angry about everything. Like that it can't be the first emotion I go to about stuff and like start yelling or whatever, but like, let's actually figure out what I'm feeling. So I think it was like a good little session for what we saw on TV. And he realizes that he's in control of his emotions and seems to want to to grow. So I think even the fact of him just being willing to sit down with Dr. Jada and talk about it is a big step forward. And like him and Alexis, I think they're showing a lot of growth in this show. Even like Blair, I would say is as well, even though he's like baby steps on his. But I think Devin and Alexis are interesting to watch because they're kind of playing the we want to get back together card, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is really the point of the show, but it seems to be worked for them. They're still there. so yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Dr. Jada says that anger is a secondary emotion and that he needs to identify the primary emotion that's driving the anger, which I think that was super helpful, but I think that's something that a lot of men run into where anger is an accepted emotion for men. Mm -hmm. Like Society-wise, like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, men are angry, like, boys will be boys, that's what they do, but anger isn't the primary emotion. There's something else that's leading to the anger, whether it's, like, they're, they're hurt, they're sad, they're feeling abandoned, they're, like, it's triggering something from their past. There's all these other things that then it's coming out as anger, but that's not the primary emotion, which is kind of, like, what you were sharing you were angry because of things that had happened and it was coming out as anger when really you were feeling something else, but it's not acceptable to feel those emotions. So people say, and, but it's acceptable for you to show anger.
0: Yeah. And I feel like anger is the easiest to exert as well. Like if I'm angry, I can go punch a wall or like, you know, even if it's a, healthy way of exerting your anger whether it be working out or like something else physical then i think that in a way is like okay if i'm angry then i can get it out easier than like if i say i'm sad or i say i'm like overwhelmed or frustrated or whatever the thing may be
1: well just the other day we were talking about even depression comes out as anger mm -hmm. when you know, the actual issue or the thing that needs to like be treated or worked on is depression, but it's coming out as anger.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it all gets pent up and, you know, especially when you don't know what to do with it or like you've been holding on to it or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. And I, I even just think about like, like with the six year old at the moment, like he just has loads of energy. I mean, the kid just needs to run and like, Play a sport, and he gets physical, and not because I not because I think he's angry, but I think he just has a lot of energy, and so like he very much like exerts that in a physical way, and he loves to like play fight and do all those things, but then most of the time it just becomes a lot more than that. Yeah, it's aggressive and
1: more than Um, he's meaning it to be.
0: Yeah, and that was me as a kid, but then like if I got angry, then because I like exerted myself physically. Then it's like, okay, well, like, then it turns into a fight or like throwing something or whatever. Yeah. So, um,
1: but I mean, even like for our two year old, he is learning how to talk and is that's like a struggle for him. And so he's having a hard time expressing himself. So, even earlier, he wanted to read another book, and I was telling him it was time to go to bed, and he got angry. He, mm-hmm. Had multiple times of getting angry today, oh. but he threw the like the, his little brother was sitting on my lap, and he threw the book at me, but it hit his little brother. And so then, you know, I had to talk to him about that's not okay and that you hurt your brother and all of that. Luckily, yeah. the baby did not even get upset. <sighs> but <laughs> I made him like, I'm like, you need to hug your brother and give him kisses and like say you're sorry and like helping him see that anger isn't the reaction or isn't the thing to go to. like, Yep. He's allowed to have those emotions, and I think that, like, since we're talking about Devin, I'm sure, you know, in our generation, I don't feel like there was such an uh, a movement or an acceptance to teach boys how to feel their emotions, right. and that it's okay to feel those emotions instead of going directly to anger. And I think that's not just boys, that's boys and girls, but I think even just helping our two-year-old see That, hey, it's okay that you have those emotions. It's okay to feel frustrated, to feel those different things, but we can't lash out at others. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's behavior. Definitely a thing of being an example. Because even growing up, I remember my stepdad, he was like, he would just get upset. And like, even like we get whoopings and all that when I was a kid. And like, he would just, Get really angry about it and stuff, and it turned more into just discipline. Like he would let his anger be the leader on the situation, and like we got hurt because of it. And I think even like how he talked to us about our emotions and stuff too, and stuff you know like crying's weak and all that. And I feel like it's just totally different and not like how I want to raise my kids at all. But I do think like you become what you are around, like and stuff too. So yeah. Anyway,
1: I agree. I mean, this is like kind of off topic, but just talking about the like working on emotions too. Like it, you get like I get frustrated with the 2-year-old because he's he's doing things that are unsafe and so it's really hard for me to not get angry. And but I know that if I get angry, that's teaching him that like this is the reaction to this thing, you know, and yeah. not really helping him, you know, get through whatever is frustrating him at the moment. Cause he gets, he's, I think because he is struggling to communicate, he gets really frustrated yeah. or he just is very much in that. I'll do it myself phase. Like even buckling him in his car seat earlier, it was like, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. So I think that learning how to regulate our emotions too, helps with regulating his.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Anyways, yeah. <laughs> back to the big D. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no big D. So then we jump to the date. After this, um, we're at an adventure park, which looks like always looks like fun. And David is with Dee and surprised, yeah. but here we are. And Zachary actually says, He's like, Oh, you're probably gonna be with my ex. And sure enough, Zachary is with Casey. And I was absolutely shocked by how Zachary is doing with this because Dee is there and mm-hmm. he's excited about Casey. So, total just shift and everything. Yeah. like we missed a. Itm, like you said, redemption arc over here. Like, yeah, like he's just getting this whole thing. They're going zip lining off a mountain. To me, it looked like a ton of fun, but then <laughs> Casey just stopped in the middle of her zip line. That Tory's Tori's worst nightmare.
1: Oh my gosh, it really is. <laughs> like, I even had have, yeah. have a hard time. Oh, what is it? At Disney, what's it called? The Skyliner. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. And we're fully enclosed and yeah. like fully like. We're not going anywhere. The first time I rode the Skyliner, I had to like talk myself through it. No. And i had been ziplining before, but it wasn't like in the middle of the jungle. It was at a at yeah. A this is like center. Legit the yeah. So
0: the story time when oh the my first gosh. time <laughs> <Tori> <laughs> I and I, I, I went to Disney together. I guess we went to Universal.
1: This at was at point. Disney Springs. Yeah, yeah it wasn't but, like I at mean, Disney. We, the
0: trip was for like we were doing other things, but we went to Disney. Springs we
1: went to visit my grandparents
0: and. We, I've always wanted to go on like the hot air balloon in Disney Springs, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun to do. And
1: we've been dating for what six months at this point. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, like, we're super excited towards like. We, I think you said like you didn't want to do it, and I was like, oh, well, I had
1: did not want to do it at all. Yeah, and I was Zero like, percent. well, we don't
0: have to do it, and you know, still yeah. But then you it.
1: were like, oh, I just really want to do it. Yeah, and
0: still, you know, dating at the time, she appe she like. Wanted to appease me, I guess. I don't know. But she agreed to do it. <laughs> so we get on this freaking thing. I don't
1: even know. I don't know <laughs> if I agreed or just went with it, yeah. but here we are.
0: Well, you had to agree with it. I wouldn't have done it if you there wasn't like consent to it.
1: Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I just mean like
0: So I just went along. We with get it. on this freaking thing and like there's other people on there, but essentially you get on there and it's like this big ring, essentially. So like you're just and <laughs> there's like this great, like the walls are great. Like the walls come up to maybe like your waist, maybe. No, so it was not... a, it was a little
1: higher than that. It was like chest, yeah. I think. But, but then there was a net above that.
0: Yeah, and, but it's not like your typical high air balloon where it's like, you know, a, it's big not a basket, basket. Yeah, in a way. Um,
1: yeah, the center but, was hollow.
0: Uh, Tori was terrified. She just sat down the whole time. She Sat
1: down and, and cried. Yeah, the entire time. And
0: then there was like some eight year old kid <laughs> that was oh my beside us, and he was like,
1: "We're gonna fail." <laughs> no he's like Tori's we're, all <laughs> we're all gonna die and I'm like we are we are all gonna die
0: <laughs> Tori is crying hysterically so yeah. I just stood there and, and took pictures and had a great time by myself but
1: you were trying to get me to look at stuff and I was like I can't I just have to wait for the, the hot air balloon to go down <laughs> like that's all I could do Yeah. and we were tethered to the ground but I was like but we could you know that could come undone it yeah. was just I don't it was like it windy up there it was we it almost didn't go <laughs>
0: yeah, this, it was so windy. because it was
1: too windy. We were the last ride of the night <laughs> because it was too windy. Yeah. Like why? I don't I'm I love roller coasters. I'm fine in like enclosed spaces like I don't freak out like being on a top level of a building or anything like that. but I have such a fear of falling yeah. and like falling to my death. <laughs> so I don't like Ferris wheels. I don't, like, it. it's, I'm really uncomfortable if we're just, like, hanging there. Yeah. So, I guess as long as I'm still moving, I'm fine. Because, like, the Skyliner, when it stops, I'm like, oh my gosh, it has to to start moving again. It has to start moving again. I'm fine. But that's why I don't like Ferris wheels is because when it stops, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're at the top. There's also that Ferris wheel in Orlando you wanted to go on. I was like, I'm not doing it. That was the same trip. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not getting on that thing.
0: That was totally different though. It's yeah.
1: It's a bigger. It's bigger containers like the Skyliner would be. But when I I went to Cedar Point, this was uh, years. This was like you know I don't know five years before I met you, but we went and we got on the Ferris wheel there and it's large. Like all of us sat in the same, like there was probably like eight of us in the same thing. And I had a panic attack, like yeah. not a crazy one, but I was just like, I had like breathe and I was holding my friend Leah's hand. And like, <laughs> it was not okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Moral of the story is story scared of heights. So
1: and I'm not afraid <laughs> of heights. I'm yes, afraid of falling. Afraid. No, because I'm not a, like, I'm not afraid of other things.
0: Most things that have heights you're terrified of. So no, You I think you're afraid of heights.
1: No, I'm afraid of falling.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on this and keep moving on. I the think big I
1: should be able to say what I'm afraid of.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that you anyway, I'm not gonna get into it. Back <laughs> to the house. We're at the pool and Alexis asks Blair how he feels about the elimination and knowing that his ex is on the chopping block. He says he doesn't want to see Ariel upset and would it would be heavy on his heart you know, but she went home and all of that. Angelique feels like Ariel came for closure and not connection. I'm just saying Ariel Angelique's just trying to, you know, throw Ariel in to save herself for sure. Essentially,
1: which um, is what Casey did, but Casey was a lot smoother about it. Oh yeah.
0: Angelique's politics are terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I think I wrote this down somewhere, but anyway, Devin thinks Ariel is on the outs especially after seeing Angelique and David connect, which we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And Angelique is asking everyone at the pool if Ariel is looking for marriage. Blair thinks Angelique is being manipulative about the situation and just trying to get Ariel out. And it's a game. Oh, yeah, I put here, it's a game. And I think, of course, she's trying to, like, get Ariel out, like she doesn't Mm -hmm. want herself out. But her politics are just really bad here. I think that she's pulling, like, she's kind of taking over the villain arc in a way with this, like, just, I'm going to be, you know, up in everyone's face and be as awful as possible as who I can to stay in, so, and I still don't really understand, like, I guess what they're fighting for at this point, like, they haven't really given us a point on the show other than, like, Oh, you just need to, you get to win.
1: <laughs> it's like whatever couple is left wins, but they keep bringing in more people. So I don't know how this yeah. is going to work. Yeah. So, sounds like a popularity contest. <laughs> <laughs> it does.
0: Yeah. So then we get Dean. And so we finally get clarity on his comment earlier in the episode. And he feels like Angelique is the toxicity in the house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I just didn't get this vibe of him in the last episode, but. We've already talked that up and down.
1: Well, he says he knows the toxic woman when he sees one. Yeah. So um, she did something. It set him off.
0: I put here that we'll see if Angelique makes it because Dean and Blair have a lot of power. And they've had a lot of power. But they may shift at the elimination just because we're seeing Thackeray and David kind of become more liked, I guess, at least by the women. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, but seeing Dean and Blair not like someone like, I feel like this definitely puts Angelique on the chopping block because they do have, they have traditionally had more power when it comes to eliminations. Yeah. And such. We're back to the date. Daquery and Casey sit down for food and drinks. Casey is open to pursuing a relationship with Daquery. Like I said, connection. Um, <laughs> confusing connection. <laughs> Thackeray tells her that her personality is infectious. She says she doesn't do well when people compliment her. <laughs> she feels he's genuine. I just every time they do or say anything, everything is, is all caps, and I put I'm so confused by this here because I just don't understand. But she says that she likes his masculinity, so I guess it's kind of a driving point. So then they kiss at this point, but then. <laughs> Casey (laughs) says it was like kissing a friend. Yeah. See,
1: that's what I mean. I was like, I'm not sure there's really a connection. There's not really a spark. Yeah. but friends.
0: Like, all of that was like, there was a whole lot of buildup. And I think that, yes, we know, like, especially as a viewer, like, they're just friends because we see the edit. But I don't think that to them it was that way. Like, they were flirting hardcore and, like. All
1: that, yeah. I think leading up to the point of the kiss, there was like something kind of blooming, and then she kissed him and she was like, Meh, yeah, (laughs) well, I and this is something I just kind of thought about. I think he must be her like normal type because her ex and him, like at the beginning, I was getting them confused. Brooks, yeah, like yeah, they have a similar look,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So I think that was part of it. So, maybe it's like, oh, I'm comfortable with this type of guy.
0: Yeah, especially if he's being, I feel like Brooks was very like, he wanted to be kind of like a class clown and mm-hmm. like the center of attention and all that. So,
1: but he actually was funny.
0: Yeah. And Thackeray is in this episode, at least he's tried to be that. Mm-hmm. And so, Casey probably is finding that. And that's probably why she found Dean attractive as well, because he yeah. is that as well. So, we're back to the house. Devin and Alexis are talking in their room. He tells Alexis that he had a session with Dr. Jada and he apologizes for his behavior when he lost his temper the night before. Mm-hmm. She's glad he's willing to work on things. And I think these two have the strongest connection out of all the exes, obviously. It's interesting because seeing how they are with each other it hasn't even put them on the chopping block at all. No. Um, But then and you have they like Ariel who wants to just get closer with her ex-husband who cheated on her and she's on the chopping block. So, and other people who have been kind of consumed with their exes, but these two are legit only about each other. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. that's where it's highly confusing to me, but I guess it's just like they're also really likable. So,
1: yeah, and they're not like they're not creating issues for other people while like Ariel is creating issues for other people by what yeah. she's doing.
0: Same with Jillian. Yeah. And all of that. So, and then I think with Allie it was basically Casey or Allie, and Casey was like, I'm trying to continue on. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see, but they seem to want to date each other again, which I just, I feel like it's not going to bode well just because it hasn't for like Mims and Allie, for instance. I feel like it didn't end up working out for them. So we'll see if the drama die, dies down enough otherwise for them to kind of. Rise to the elimination. But mm-hmm. then apparently the date's over because the people just show back up. And they didn't show. <laughs> so I said, what the hell happened with David right. and Didi? Did they were they even there?
1: <laughs> Must have been extremely boring. Yeah, I mean they we didn't see them before I think, the zip uh, line. No, I think Dee boring.
0: Yeah, at this point, I mean she like was barely shown in this episode. Like she didn't get a confessional, she well, last barely episode, got camera time. She only got camera time because of David.
1: Yeah, last time when she was on the date with Blair it also seemed boring. So, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. She seems bland, I guess. <laughs> and it could be the edit, but they didn't show anything from their date. I'm like...
0: Mm. But David seemed that way, too. Like, just a There must a have been,
1: like, ago. no connection.
0: Yeah, I... That... Well, I think David is highly consumed with Angelique, mm-hmm. especially after their previous night of mm-hmm. whatever the heck they were doing under those covers—the so, aloe
1: lathering. That <laughs> in there. Yeah.
0: I did right. Joe is so tall because she was she's towering six, over. She's six feet tall. Yeah, she was towering over majority of the people in the kitchen. So
1: that's what I would look like. I'm two inches away from six feet tall. So
0: yeah. So then. And I think she was probably wearing heels or something, too. I feel like yeah, she was wearing heels say. when she showed up. So.
1: I refuse to wear heels. <laughs> I'm tall enough.
0: Well, it also make me look.
1: Yeah, we don't need small. that. So, um, <laughs> we don't need to make our height difference more. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: David sees that half the house is missing and that tensions are high. So he asks Angelique, what happened? She says that she told everyone that she thinks Ariel be, should be on the chopping block. And I think she just does an awful job of explaining what actually happened because it was just very much like, Oh, I did this and
1: they hate me for it. Yeah, poor me. Feel (laughs) bad for me.
0: David doesn't really look like he believes her. And he even says that she has a way of putting a spell on people and they get kind of sucked into that. So,
1: yeah, and that he's like in a tough spot because of him being interested in her. But now she's like causing these issues in the house. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. feel like she's rubbing them the wrong way, and she is, like you said, she's kind of becoming the villain. Right.
0: So then Ariel and Zachary sit down and talk. She feels like things have shifted because she's figured out things with Blair. and
1: Which I think she's trying to convince herself that she is like, oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Because she just keeps having the same conversation. So I think she wants to be there so bad, but I still don't really think she is.
0: Well, I think that it's... Some of that, but I also think like she knows she's on the chopping block as well. So yeah, like she's having true. this conversation because it's like, "Hey, I had a good conversation with Blair, and I
1: want you to know that I'm interested." Yeah, in dating like I'm trying to move forward me. now <laughs> oh, and stuff.
0: Yeah, and I just think people are treating it like a bad thing, but it's the whole point of the show is mm-hmm. to like, you know, be in a healthy spot with your ex so that you can move on. Correct, and so. I think like that's getting muddy between like the contestants like their intentions are for most of them are different than like what's actually happening in front of them so i think that like and i don't think they really get reminded of that enough either like they got reminded of the first episode and jojo and jordan have said nothing else about it from what we've seen so and like we said Devin and alexis are basically doing the same thing with yeah. getting closer and trying to be healthy with each other and all that. It just looks different. And so, I don't understand the point of the show. But, and the number of exes are dwindling. So, weird, I guess it's weird for me too because DD Dee is also not connecting with anyone. So, I don't understand why she's also not on chopping block at the moment. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But, but then if, but DD was kind of connecting with Blair. So. Are they so, or who knows? There Well, we didn't see really D.D. See at all. So Yeah, we didn't see it in this episode, <laughs> yeah. so who
0: knows? And we didn't really see Blair. In his, I mean, we saw Blair and Ariel. But yeah,
1: we saw that side of him.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And with the people having less and less exes, it's just kind of becoming a dating show as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I just need, like, when it comes to the eliminations, I just think they should, like, even, I uh, think back to the challenges, like, every time they come to, like, an elimination or, like, a comp- like a challenge or something, like, TJ repeats, like, what the point of things are and stuff. Or, like, you're competing for a million dollars, you mm-hmm. know? Like, every episode, like, you get a reminder of that. And I feel like this show, like, they don't remind you of anything. Like, we take thorough notes on this, and I yeah. still they can't remember everything that. I'm supposed to about the show because it's just not... It doesn't get talked about. So, anyway. Devin and Blair are deliberating in the room together. Blair says it's between Ariel and Angelique. Blair obviously feels some kind of way about Angelique and and doesn't want this relationship that's kind of building between her and David Mm -hmm. to happen for David's sake. We see David... With his hand on Angelique's thigh. And he's obviously fallen under his spell again. And forgot yeah. everything that he just talked about. He Blair says that she's that. too honest. And people just can't handle that. So he's delusional. and
1: Yeah. Blair thinks that David is being manipulated. By Angelique. Oh for sure. And I wonder if that is like something that David falls into. Because I think that was also true with Jillian. Where Jillian could kind of like. Push him around. Yeah. And get him to do what she wanted because she had the stronger personality.
0: Yeah. And that's probably, like, why things probably fizzle a little bit with Ariel. Because she wasn't just telling him what to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, like, and you can see that he's kind of flip floppy anyway with his whole, like, oh, I'm just playing the field and just trying to see where things go. And don't want to put my eggs in all, all in one basket. And then Angelique's like, well, this is the basket. Me. So Yeah. Scramble all the eggs. Gross. <laughs> Stop. Oh, Ew. Man. Anyway. So gross. <laughs> oh my god. Dean shows up to the conversation with Devin and Blair and basically voices that he feels the same way mm-hmm. about Angelique. So We're at the elimination after this. We can just kind of jump on in and I didn't really write down much about it's kind of the same crap that they talked about. Yeah, it's just yeah.
1: reiterating everything that Angelique is connecting with David and Ariel feels like she is ready to move on. That's the no. gist.
0: So JoJo asks... We only see JoJo ask Angelique and Ariel how things are going. Mm-hmm. When, like, And then the girls leave. So we get kind of a little bit from the guys again. Like you just said, like, Devin feels that Ariel got... True closer with Blair. Blair taught, calls Angelique hostile and doesn't want that for anyone, in which he voices to David. Zachary wants to eliminate Ariel. David is really wanting to keep Angelique around and hates that Blair and Dean had the experience they had with her. And the interesting thing here is Zachary says that David feels as strongly as he does after short, uh, such a short amount of time that he hopes he's Hopes it's worth it. So that's I think
1: m- I think everyone else is seeing through Angelique except for David.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought it was interesting. Cause I mean, if Thackeray's saying that, then it's like, okay, you should probably like at least perk up a little bit. And yeah. like,
1: ah.
0: <laughs> so I think that he's just blinded by her vagina at the moment. So
1: blinded uh, by
0: the <laughs> I mean, one thing with this elimination was like I feel like the last episode they, like, had all this, like, oh, what's going well at the house? Like, we just, nothing. No. So, ladies come back. Devin is a spokesperson, spokesperson this time. He tells Angelique that how she acts can be toxic toward the household, but she feels confident that she's staying, so whatever. And he tells Ariel that he doesn't have anything bad to say about her, but she's leaving. And I put that honestly, hated hate it for her. And I'm glad that she got like the closure she was looking for, but I don't think she should have been one to go home because I think that she's just, she did what they asked for, asked of her on the show. So, and she was trying with David and he just got totally sucked into all Angelique had to offer. So, I put it here. David says something dumb that I'm not even gonna write down. So I remember what he said. <laughs> but, he said something.
1: He said that Angelique's name being tossed around means nothing to him. Wow. Oh,
0: yeah. That's why. So he's right not
1: taking anyone's advice about her being toxic. He doesn't care. He's interested in her and blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. So that's. I'm glad I didn't write it down because it was stupid. Mm-hmm. So we get Blair and Ariel talking. They hug each other, which I thought was growth on their part, just because. He has given her such a cold shoulder so far on the show. So it seems like things have turned around at least a little bit for him.
1: Yeah. Well, they talk about how it was their honeymoon spot and now it's their resolution spot.
0: Yeah. So they look peaceful about saying goodbye. So I think it was good, like, that they were able to be comfortable around each other, even in, like, this hard moment of Ariel kind of leaving and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's the episode. We get a next on. David and Angelique are getting wild and all up on each other. And who else but Angelique's ex shows up. Mm-hmm. And he has to watch all of this, them getting busy. He says it's hard for him, obviously. Yeah. And then Dean's ex shows up. So that's going to be even better. it
1: going be interesting. Yeah.
0: So, and she looks like she is not there to play any games and she wants to set no. the record straight. What she says, so, mm-hmm. so we're gonna find out the truth about what happened in their relationship. Yeah,
1: this should mix it up a little bit, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, overall, editing is still terrible, <laughs> but the drama's ramping up, and we're finally getting more about the singles that showed up uh, in the next episode. So, more about Angelique and Dean and like their backstories and stuff, and just getting the other side of the story, which I think is good. They finally got a good villain with Angelique and Dean's ex looks like she's going to stir the pot as well. So, I think the obsession with David is weird and I'm confused about the whole Thackeray and Dee Dee situation because I feel like they've just kind of obliterated her from things altogether. together.
1: her out. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what it feels like. Yeah. like. For her to not get I mean, any time this episode out of everybody, like yeah, we basically.
1: I don't think I wrote anything down about her, other than the fact that she went on the date with David.
0: Yeah, like everybody else got screen time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Didi was the only person she didn't get anything. Like, she wasn't a part of any conversations.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Like, I didn't even see. Maybe her, she like, was
1: sick this week, and we they just left that out.
0: I don't know. I mean, but even on the date, like she was, all, she was one of the people on the date,
1: and they didn't show her,
0: and we didn't see, we didn't even see her zip lining. No. Nope. So we didn't see the zip line. Maybe didn't she didn't do it. Maybe she like not David having a conversation, like <laughs>
1: who knows? They just
0: showed back up at the house, and even when they showed back up at the house, like she was in the background. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Deckery just he just stopped caring about her. So I don't know. That just seems crazy to me. Just because I feel like she last episode was the center of things, and I mean maybe it has to do with all these titles and stuff, but even then. The Yeah, we'll see where it goes. But this freaking show, something else. (laughs) Do you have any other thoughts?
1: No, I don't. I'm ready for bed.
0: All right. Well, that's all I got.
1: (laughs) All right. For now, it's bedtime.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Reality After Bedtime. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. You can find us on anywhere you listen to your podcasts, apple podcast spotify all that you can go to reality dot to find out more information about each episode and where you can listen and we'll see you next time bye, bye everybody
1: everyone.